Welcome to Fresh Take, where we speak to food systems experts about topics related to organic and sustainable agriculture, healthy lifestyles, and the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome everyone to our latest Fresh Take episode. Um, today we're very happy to be joined by Leslie Toussaint, our organic policy manager at QCS. And we're going to be talking to Leslie about careers in the organic industry and her um, experience and how it was that she entered the organic industry. So we're really delighted to have Leslie with us today. Hi, Leslie. Hi, JC. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, of course, you and I have known each other for a few years now, That's but right. this is always a great thing for me when you know I'm speaking to people I've known, friends, and people I've worked closely with because I always learn something new about them. So today, I think maybe we can just begin by, you know, you telling us a little bit about yourself, a bit about your background, perhaps, or anything that you want to share and how it was that you sort of got started in this world. Sure, absolutely. Um, I just, I first want to say thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here to talk about this really important topic. Um, I've been working with QCS now for almost five years, I guess, four and a half years. And prior to that, um, I worked in kind of the organic agricultural industry since 2009. So I I grew up in mid-Missouri. I'm from Missouri, born and raised. I went to college in St. Louis. And after getting my undergrad in art history, I wasn't quite sure what to do with my, with my, uh, my kind of my next steps. So I took a year, I did some work and I realized that what I really wanted to do is work with uh, food. And so I explored going to culinary school and I explored going to work on uh, vegetable farms. And so I ended up actually moving to Kansas City um, in 2009 and working for a uh, an urban or certified organic mixed vegetable operation there. And I fell in love with the work, fell in love with getting my hands dirty, with all the produce, with, you know, waking up super early in the morning and going to bed tired and dirty. Um, <laughs> and so and so I, I, I continued to, to farm for the next eight years. I, I worked as an apprentice um, on a farm outside of St. Louis. And then I had my own operation, a, a small mixed vegetable operation in central Missouri, where I sold uh, to farmers markets. I sold wholesale and I had a small CSA. Um, and then after doing that for a few years, I got a job working at the University of Missouri as a research assistant, where my research topic was no-till vegetable production in a certified organic plot. So kind of really looking at soil health and kind of the challenges of no-till production, especially within an organic system where you can't use herbicides for weed control. And so from there, I also worked as a farm manager where I worked um, with university students who were really interested in learning about market farming. And so I've, I've been in a lot of, I've worn a lot of different hats throughout the years. I, and I eventually went back to school. I got my master's degree in rural sociology from the University of Missouri. And there I, my research was on the challenges to entry for black farmers, particularly in the Southeast and the Midwest. So yeah, I've I've kind of done a lot, and I came to QCS um, in 2018, and been here ever since. 
And so one of the things that strikes me and part of what we've been discussing in previous episodes about people who did not necessarily grow up in a farm or, you know, when they went to college, picked a degree in, in agriculture fields, is that there are these opportunities that come about at some point in their lives and they take those opportunities, realize that that's something that they would just really, really enjoy doing, which sounds is uh, based on, you know, what you've been telling us. It, it was, you know, your case and that even after five, maybe 10 years, you're still loving it. They're always learning more things about their own work and perhaps just, you know, able, and, and this is sort of what we're trying to do today is let other people know about their own experiences and maybe give them some tips about maybe people who are interested in, in entering the field. Right. Right. Absolutely. What I like to think is, is everybody eats, right? So there's a lot of avenues and a lot of paths into a career involving food. And for me, I took a very particular path and I, and I gained a lot of really great experience doing that and found a field that really worked for me. But I do, I, I agree that, you know, there, I think working within our industry, I meet a lot of people who didn't come from a farming background. I mean, I was raised in a college town in central Missouri, but I wasn't raised on a farm. I didn't have farming background in my family. And so I meet a lot of people who, who have a very similar experience or went to college and got a, a liberal arts degree or, or a degree in, in something that isn't exactly related to agriculture, yeah. but found their way here um, because it's such gratifying work. And I think that there are so many different ways to be involved. That's not just farming, but working within the organic industry, working in an agribusiness capacity, working as a consultant or as an inspector. So there's lots of options. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you that you just, you know, said that because, you know, you're working for quality certification services, QCS now. Remind me, again, we, we met at QCS, how it was that you came to work for QCS and now your current position. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I missed the I miss the old days of seeing you at, at the office, JC. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, my, when I was farming in Missouri, um, my, I had a, a mixed vegetable operation that was certified organic and my certifier was actually QCS. Um, and so many years later, when I was moving to Florida, I saw a job opening for a material review specialist and I applied because I knew of QCS and knew of the good work that they do there. I always had a really uh, great relationship with my inspector. And so I, when I applied kind of as a, you know, I didn't have a, I had just received my master's degree and was looking for kind of what the next career step would be. And I applied and got the position and kind of jumped in headfirst on the material side. So essentially I was person responsible for reviewing any kind of input that would be used on, on a farming operation or in a processing facility. So fertilizers, any kind of pest control products, uh, non-organic ingredients and in processing process products, these kinds of things that are considered inputs, things that are brought onto the farm or sometimes on farm to help with soil fertility or to deter pests or to help with livestock management. And so every one of those inputs has to be in compliance with the national list, which is a part of the National Organic Program regulations. 
the national list lists the types of materials that are allowed for use on organic operations. And so my job was to evaluate those, those materials. And recently I kind of moved my position to the organic policy manager. I've been the organic policy manager here for all of a month and a half. And my work here is to really kind of dig into some of that organic policy that's constantly changing at the national level, the regulations that are from coming from the USDA National Organic Program. I'm also working with our team members to make sure that our internal policies are clear and succinct and are easy for, for us as a certification body to understand, but also easy for our clients to understand. So that's been my, my new role. Um, I'm really enjoying the work. It's a little bit different than what I was doing before, but it's <laughs> it's very gratifying. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I got to say, and to everybody listening, when Leslie was in charge of the uh, materials review uh, team, everybody, including myself, when I was doing reviews of uh, organic plants and from farmers and other operations, rely heavily on her knowledge, skills, and just really always willingness to help everybody make sure that those um, inputs and those materials that people were using were compliant with the uh, organic regulations, which is, you know, a great part of what certification reviewers do and, and certifiers do every day is to verify that the those inputs and, and those materials that farmers and op operators are, are using are, you know, in compliance with the organic regulations. So, you know, this is just something that I always, always was just so happy to talk to you. Maybe sometimes even an excuse to, you know, just touch base about uh, inputs. But so so I'm glad, I'm, I'm really glad that you are enjoying your new position. Do you have, I'm, I, I'm wondering again, for people listening and considering careers in the organic industry, do you get also to talk to farmers and, and when you're talking about policy or just understand more what it is that farmers and organic operators are in need of? Yeah, I, I get to talk to farmers a bit more in my 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 current role um, as a materials review specialist. I was talking a lot with manufacturers of, of materials, but now I get to yeah, I get to talk to to farmers. I get to go to conferences and meetings and trainings and meet people and talk to them about how you know what kinds of production practices they're using on their operations, and I get to advocate for our our clients. So. The National Organic Standards Board is a volunteer group of members that has they have meetings twice a year. And during those meetings, they discuss any kind of changes to organic regulation. Um, and so it's a meetings that are open to the public. Um, we attend as as certifiers, other certifiers attend, other farmers will come, um, other operators and we get an opportunity to give comments to this board and to talk about the types of things that are affecting our clients, the types of things that are affecting growers and producers. So that's been a really great opportunity for me to meet all, you know, people from all across the industry and see all of the different types of occupations really that kind of all come together at these meetings to talk about how to make our national organic program the best that it can be and to make it work for our really important grower clients. Right. Exactly. And and then, so we've been talking about your job uh, with QCS, your previous experience, of course, and how you started really, you know, being involved more in the um, organic 
agricultural world. So we have farmers, we have ranch, ranchers. You did a little bit of research yourself. There's consultants and there's, you know, many, many other types of professionals. One of the things that here on uh, at FOG, we've been trying to work on uh, quite a bit in, in recent years is try to provide more trainings and opportunities in terms of just, you know, knowledge and skills to people who want to enter the uh, workforce. The We have a, a project that we did together with the National Organic Program, which is the uh, Certified Organic Farm Technician that we mentioned in previous episodes. So, and I'm saying all of this because there are, you know, many, many opportunities for people that are interested in organic to find jobs, inspectors, just getting back to this certified organic farm technician can lead to becoming organic inspector, for example, or maybe perhaps a consultant or somebody who would be working for organic farm and already come with some knowledge and some skills. Why do you think, and maybe this is something that I ask myself, that there maybe seems like there maybe is a lack of people in our uh, existing workforce and that there is a need and that we're trying to fill that, you know, that need. Yeah, JC, I think that's the the million dollar question, isn't it? And it's a great question. And and you're right that this is a, you know, the organic industry is a, a rapidly growing industry. It's been growing really since the inception of, of the Organic Food Production Act. And we see there's an increase in, in organic sales every year. So it's it's definitely an organ a growing industry. And I think maybe, you know, kind of one thing is organic is still a smaller part of the overall agricultural industry. So I come from Missouri. The University of Missouri has a a really robust agricultural program. But of the research being conducted there, only a small portion of it is, is organic and only a small portion of it is funded using organic funding. And this is changing. I mean, I, I, I've seen there's there's several bigger universities across the country who are who have really nice organic programs who are doing this kind of research but it's still a growing field and and so not you know if you don't know much about it then i think it's hard to to kind of get into the industry i also think that the first thing that comes to mind is is farmer right when you think about kind of the organic industry and farming is 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 difficult it, it requires upfront capital it requires money it requires skill it requires um, hard labor sometimes and so I think it's important to have these conversations like we're having here mm-hmm. about all the other different ways that you can participate in 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 this industry it's not just being a farmer although having that experience or having contact with with farmers and ranchers and processing facilities having that kind of experience is really beneficial but there's all kinds of other ways to to engage with this this industry and to be a part of this industry. I came from not a farming background to a farming background. And then as a farmer moved into the certification role. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's also, you know, like you mentioned, inspectors who whose jobs are to, you know, work with us certifiers, go to farms, go to operations and make sure that those operations are compliant with the national organic regulations. Those occupations, you know, they require some travel but you get to see a lot of different types of operations. Um, you get to interact with growers on a daily basis, and you really learn the ins and outs of this process. But there's also positions working in 
policy, kind of like what I'm doing, but advocating for for those growers, advocating for the sort of the organic industry and the organic regulations as a whole. There are trade organizations that do a lot of lobbying and, and advocacy for policies like the Organic Trade Association. There's, you know, the research component, working at a research university or working with a research organization like the Organic Farmers Research Association. I believe it's, I might have to check that name, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. And so there's, you know, there's a lot of different ways to be involved in this. That's not just being a farmer, but I think it's harder, you know, it's not something that's talked about as much. And so having these conversations, I think, are really important. Yeah. No, I certainly I agree with you. And um, one of the things that I tell people, especially people who I've, you know, had conversations called FOG and, and maybe are interested in, even it's something that it's, I, I always, when I get the chance, tell people that you don't, as we've been saying, you don't necessarily have to have been raised in a farm or gone to school and get a degree in, in agriculture to gain this knowledge. And it is, if it is something that you feel pretty passionate about, organic in this case, and many, many of the things that we do in, in, in this world, I encourage people to go out, talk to people like Leslie, uh, people like myself here at FOG, learn a little bit more about you know our jobs and a little bit more about what opportunities there are out there. Uh, and in fact, I wanted to maybe, if you could, give us a little bit of sort of ideas and tips on how to find some of those jobs. The FOG newsletter is, is a place where we try to put and post announcements about opportunities, including things like internships and, and jobs, of course. But maybe, you know, even contacting farms. I know that you started, you know, a little bit of your experience, you know, working in farms. What are some of the other things that you think maybe people could potentially benefit if if it's something that they would be really considering right now? Yeah. So I think one of the best ways to get involved in this industry is to go to your local farmer's market and talk to some farmers, even if they're not necessarily certified organic Talking to farmers, you get a sense of what the agriculture looks like in your area, what kinds of resources that, that they have or that they turn to when they need answers to questions. And it also, you know, starting by working at a farm or interning at a farm or even volunteering at a farm is a great entry point to kind of learn if this if this path, if this career path is right for you. So go go out and talk to those farmers. You know, maybe buy some of their produce, buy some of their meat, ask them if you can come out to their farm, see if there's any farm gatherings in your area. Um, I know for me in central Missouri, we had a nice group of farmers who who met on a monthly basis to see each other's farms and talk about all kinds of issues affecting our farms. The other thing is in terms of looking for jobs. So the QCS website, you know, I think we may be hiring right now. And we have a nice careers page where we post our positions. So go to qcsinfo.org and look under careers for any careers, any job postings that we have there. Another great place to check out is the International Organic Inspections Association or IOIA. They're the organization that um, trains inspectors, organic inspectors. Right. They have a job board as well. And that job board posts anyone from any different certifier or organization can post a, a position there. So there's always there's always openings with different certifiers, with different other other organizations there. 
Um, so that's a place to check out. I also was signed up and, and still signed up for the Com Food Jobs Listserv. This is a listserv that is managed by Tufts University. And every day they send out an email with a listing of postings, job postings from farm positions to work with nonprofits and NGOs, but it's all related to community food systems. And so, you know, you can find a job to work at a butcher shop. You can find a job to work on a farm. You can find a job to work in Washington, D.C., um, uh-huh. working on policy. So it, it's it kind of really runs runs the gamut there. So that's those are three really good uh, resources to consider if you're looking for a job in this field. Yeah, yeah. Great tips. Thank you, Leslie, once again for joining us today. I, you know, it's been very nice. I mean, for me to catch up, we got to do this more often. But I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and give us some ideas and some tips. And for those people that are interested in jobs in our uh, organic world, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And uh, to everyone listening, we thank you for joining us once again. We invite you to continue to tune in and listen to our Fresh Take episodes uh, where we're hoping to bring you new information and resources. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. FOG is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So to keep our content available and free to the public, we need your help. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen and consider making a tax-deductible donation. Learn more about our work on our website, www.foginfo.org.